to the podcast, The Debrief Podcast, with me, Tessa, and me, Brian. Stevie's gone. Brian's in. It's so, Brian now. <laughs> Brian is hella boring. And we, we will not apologise. No, I is Stevie. It's st- <laughs> Surprise. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell? It's like uh, Aston Kutcher's punked in here. Aston Kutcher's punked? <laughs> punked. Punked. Often conscious punk. You got punk. Okay. <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> Just like people doing like very, very weak pranks. Really? And then someone comes at the end and says, punk. <laughs> it's not even Ashton Kutcher. No, it could be anyone. <laughs> Um, so today's podcast is um, we just thought we'd pick a really like low level, chilled, small topic. Um, how to figure out what to do with the rest of your life. <laughs> no, Give it, it more panache. How to figure out what to do with your life. Um, yes. Because actually that's the thing that is driving us all, all Isn't the time. It? Isn't it just? Even if we're not consciously thinking about it, we are subconsciously thinking about it. You know, that and our own mortality. Mm. Um, Death and the concept of eternity. <laughs> no, of course, we all think about it all the time. Okay, bye. Bye. Um, that, that <laughs> you should think about it in your own time. <laughs> yeah. And that's our, that's our advice. Um, we've got uh, some lovely experts who have waded on ways that uh, you can help guide your life, I suppose, or also like I've always known what I want to do with my life, but it turns out that I didn't. And so I like spent a lot of time doing one thing and then was like, oh, actually, I want to completely change what I want to do. And that's okay. And also, I think probably that will change again. I hope it does, because um, that'll be interesting. But I was very stressed about it at the time and very like, oh, well, I, well, I guess. And I think people just pick something sometimes that they want, that they say they, they in an inverted commas, want to do because they're panicking because they're like, well, I need to, I need to know it now. Or, or, or you did love it, like you, it was yeah. the thing you wanted to do, and then after a while, it became, it didn't, wasn't as, wasn't as joyful anymore and to do. Because you've changed as a person, person then. as Pocahontas said. Should I take the smoothest course, steady as the beating drum? Should I marry Cocoum? Is all my dreaming at an end? Or do you still wait for me, dream giver, just around the river bend? What is the options? Shall I take the s- smoothest course? Or- yeah, as in like a very smooth course. That no, you're like, what's the op- is there? Or do you still wait for me, dream giver, looking oh, right. at the river that looks quite scary? Oh, right, okay. Um, and it, it, dream giver. Yeah, yeah, dream giver. You basically constantly poke on us and we are constantly at crossroads even when we don't realise like, it. Oh, that's nice and smooth down there. Yeah, and that's not and even if we don't that know that has the we potential are, of being exciting but also the potential of being awful yeah and a lot of us don't even high know. risk high yield down that river route and now I'm going to ask Tessa a question that's on everyone's lips Tessa what adult thing have you done this week I cut my own hair right well I didn't notice that so no good okay. well that's absolutely ideal isn't it okay if, you, if you'd said uh oh <laughs> what's happened to your hair but isn't no isn't the ideal me going Wow! Look at your head. Did no, Tony no, and no, Guy no. do that? <laughs> Tony and or Guy? Yes. No, the ideal is you didn't even notice. Okay. I, I the hair didn't draw any attention. I didn't want anything. I didn't. It's not done anything fabulous. I just like all the ends were like so split, oh, right, and yeah. I just did it myself. I think, chop, you, chop. I think you always look fabulous. Oh, thank you so much. Especially now. I did it straight and then it looked like a paintbrush. Okay. It just looked, compl- it looked like I was wearing a wig. It looked completely straight. <laughs> oh, I wish you'd sent me a picture. No. Like that time looked- you bought a fringe. No. <laughs> anyway, it was completely straight across and it looked like a wig. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Then I did like a chopping. I uh, made it less blunt. I just like chopped up Upwards, through it a little bit. Like you see the hairdressers doing. Like you see the hairdressers doing. And I was like, yeah, I think I got this. 
Yes. And uh, it doesn't look bad, does no, it? No, it doesn't look bad at all. You, do, you wouldn't even notice. What have you done that's adult, Stevie? Well, that's nice, actually, because my adult thing is also hair-based. Oh, great. I haven't done it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, about it? I always, like, dye my hair my, myself um, or, like... I refuse to go to hairdressers basically I just don't and last year I did go to a proper hairdressers and I was like drenched in sweat the whole time because I, I just was terrified about how much it was going to be and not liking it and anyway it turned out absolutely fine hair looked nice was really into it but that was a year ago and I've not gone back since then and since then I've cut my fringe twice cut my hair twice and people have said Right, we've done that yourself, haven't you? Um, and I've been resisting booking a hair appointment, being like, oh, what I'll do is I'll just wait until I'm really quite drunk and then I'll just cut it myself. Um, and I don't think that's like a way forward. So what I've done is I've now booked uh, the same people because I know that they're good, so I'm not just being like, I'll get a cheaper one. I'm booking an expensive haircut. Great. I think your hair... You wear every day, except when you're wearing a baseball cap like I'm today. And you should put money into it, maybe sometimes. Maybe once a year I'll do that. So I'm going for my yearly haircut. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's quite adult. I support you wholeheartedly. Thank you. I think being an adult is just about figuring out what things do require money Mm. and what things that you don't need to spend money on, like eyeliner pencil, Mm. just buy a crap one, that's fine. You know, that sort of thing. So... We're going to kick off with some sort of expert advice. Yes. And then we can just talk it through, let it percolate, see how it makes us feel as, as women mm-hmm. and, and humans. Mm. Humans. Mm. So, so the first person I spoke to is a business coach um, called Lydia Amoa, and she helps female entrepreneurs promote their businesses on and offline. Um, she, oh, she's on Twitter as at Coach Lids, and her website is coachlids.com. She's very, very cool, award-winning she woman. She sounds it. Motivational speaker as well. Mm. Um, so her three tips for someone who is figuring out, or well, trying to figure out like what they want from their life in terms of a career is number one is to recognise that you're at the beginning of the journey so you need to take that pressure off and don't behave like you're supposed to know everything or indeed anything. So um, that means like asking questions all the time, being willing to kind of start at the bottom, um, looking back at the things that you were interested in at school or a sixth form and kind of trying to like basically just... It's like a le- like a, a level of perspective. This one, rather than being practical, don't beat yourself up. It doesn't matter how old you are; you don't need to know what you want to do yet. My mum yes. changed career at forty and went to uni. Yes. Um, number two is to stop comparing yourself to other people, which I find the most hard thing because of like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So there are ways in which you can limit your usage for that I'd say get rid of push notifications on Facebook and Instagram so if you're constantly opening up Facebook and there's like your best friend who's just doing so well and one of those people that kind of posts about how well she's doing all the time A I don't like people that do that I think it's a little bit braggy B you don't have to not be her friend but it's actually good for your mental health to maybe not see that every single time you open your phone or computer yes. so consider consider unfollowing like I did this thing that was revolutionary with Instagram where I suddenly realised I was following lots of people who were like very thin beautiful girls on beaches who had lots of money going on press trips and I was like I have no money and I just ate a pie and I, and I was constantly starting to realise I felt really bad about myself mm. and also where I was in my career so I got rid of all of them because on Instagram I can't 
really tell if you follow them or you don't. Got rid of all of them and replaced them with meme accounts and pictures of fun dogs. And now Instagram, yes. and my friends, and now Instagram is like my favourite thing. Yes. Third rule kind of feeds into that first one about realizing that you're at the beginning of your your career get yourself a mentor now you don't have to get yourself like an official mentor it's just somebody who is maybe further along the line um than you are not necessarily in a career because you don't know which career you want but someone who is maybe a little bit older who has just like been through some interesting stuff that you can get advice from and feel reassured by and maybe it's just nice to know that it's going to be okay. And that person yes. as well can maybe be helpful in terms of a career. That's a bonus. And if if you're struggling with a couple of career ideas, like you know, maybe you want to go into the arts, maybe you, but also you kind of really like PR and you really like marketing and you really, like maybe uh, meet up with people, find people who are doing that, meet up with them, and then you will find someone who inspires you to go into that. Yeah, so I thought they were some really nice tips. You struggled with what you wanted to do with your life, haven't you, Tessa? Oh, my goodness. Of course. Yes. I remember being so jealous of people at school who wanted to be doctors because they, like, had a plan. So simple. So not Yeah, obviously extremely hard work and they do do life-changing work. But, like, they had a plan. And even then, like, picking your GCSEs, like, picking your A-levels, you knew what you were doing because you had everything laid out for you. And uh, I remember being so jealous of that. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for years and years and years. And I was a real mess. You're the most qualified person I know. You've qualified in so (laughs) many different um, careers. No. Journalism. Teacher. Yeah. Name another. School of life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It did take me a long time. And I remember going through a real phase where I was like, I just don't know what it is. And maybe there's nothing for me. And maybe I'm not good at anything. That's the bad thing. If you don't know what it is, your sad human brain doesn't go, oh, I'm just working out. It goes, there's nothing for me. You're wrong. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad. And I remember just like really clinging on to people doing anything and, and being like, what do you do? Like, what, you know, you know, no interest whatsoever in like working myself up from the ground up. Um, yeah, which is very tricky because that's kind of how Yeah, it but I, I remember like not thinking like, I guess if you really cared passionately, then that doesn't bother you. Each stage feels exciting and good. And I was like, I haven't found anything yet where anything feels exciting and good. Yeah. Like, and I used to, when I, when I first graduated, I didn't have any job. I was in a pole. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a job and I was living at home and like there was just no, in my head I was like, well, we graduate, then I'll have a fun summer, then September 1st. I'll be in my first job, probably mm. living in a house I own, you know. And you don't actually think about what that job is. No, I was just like, you know, I don't know, just like a cool, successful job. Yeah. And of course, there aren't any jobs, so you couldn't even get just any old job. There was nothing. You couldn't get on a graduate scheme. You couldn't, there was just, not, everything was flooded. You got these endless, like, due to the volume of applicants, we can't apply feedback. Hopeless. And then I went and worked um, for this film company, I remember everyone was being like so sad and I was like well I guess this is what it is to be a grown up <laughs> like I guess everyone's just sad all the time I guess I've had all the fun in my life you yeah. know? but really they were just sad horrible people in Shoreditch who were in the wrong job yeah and none of them liked what they were doing well a lot of people are in the wrong job or a lot of people yeah because uh, that's kind of what because um, I was a journalist well I still am but I was a, a job journalist with a job and um the people I worked with in all my jobs were lovely, but the office vibe and the kind of drudgery of it all was sad. And actually I was like, well, if I liked this, I wouldn't be sad. You shouldn't feel bad that you don't know what you want to do because a lot of people actually are in jobs and look like they know what they want to do because they're doing it, but mm. they actually didn't want to do that. No, a lot of people have fallen into something. And actually I think our group maybe 
and I'm not, you know, however old you are listening, you're probably in the same group-ish. If you came out of school or out of university into a thing where just, the job market was quite flooded, mm. is that you, you couldn't just go straight into a job and there was like, oh, well, I'm stable here and I've got some money and why would I leave? You had to do a bit of struggling and a bit of work experience and a bit of interning and staying, you know, you had to... You had to do stuff for free for a while, yeah. and therefore you you hopefully found something that you cared a bit more about. Imagine a time fifty years ago when you just went and worked in the same factory as your dad for fifty years. But they were ha- often happy because yeah. they didn't have this the choice choice of like yeah. you can do anything. So a- obviously you're going to gravitate towards the jobs like um, film. Uh, so many people ask me. Um, so many people ask me because I once was a film reviewer um, for City AM, which I mentioned uh, last week and on the podcast and. Um, saying like how, how do I do that and it's like oh I stopped because nobody was paying me and yeah. uh, I couldn't live off free sandwiches anymore there's actually the, uh, there are very few jobs in that sector and but when you're told you can do anything it's like okay well I'll I'll be a and it's always something very difficult <laughs> no, yeah. one, no one ever goes oh, I want to be like really high up in marketing but actually that's a really fun job but when you're younger you don't know that's a job so you're just like oh I guess you know I'll, I'll yes. reach for the stars and there's so many the choice is completely overwhelming and yeah. you and you have this horrible feeling like you've got to choose now. Basically, this is how I feel every time that like the tube is shut and everyone is like waiting at the top of the stairs, debating like whether they should get the tube or just cut their losses and start walking or get the bus. Mm. And I think this is what all any transport. You've probably been in London and been in that situation or any kind of transport crisis on the trains where yeah. everyone's like, "What's going on? What should we do?" And some people are like, or a traffic jam. Does it still? No, not a traffic jam because then there's not many options. Oh yeah, so a traffic jam where you're like, "Should we take the slip road or should we stay?" Yes, that anyone, anytime there's a debate with a very small window of time, that choice is in your hands and the stress of it is so great. Yes, if and you make the, the wrong like, decision, you're yeah, going to ruin you the wrong decision. You'll beat yourself up because the choice was offered to you. This the choice of it, and I think that is new to our generation. We've both been in jobs where. Uh, we've been like oh no <laughs> and yeah, you just yeah, yeah. make another choice like yeah. you, you just your whole life is a series of choices and reassessing yeah, and, and it p- takes much longer than you think you always feel it's like quick 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 choose it now but it's like yeah. it takes ages and you've got loads of time do yeah. whatever you fancy definitely on that note I asked uh, people I asked some people uh, just normal people like you and me to give uh, me some advice and all these people are sort of uh, late 20s 30 in your 20s you're really being tossed around being like, what, like is it this is it this why don't I know that's the most kind of intense I think it's going to be yeah. because as you get older you start to realise how life works and that the world of work isn't what you thought it, it was it yeah. isn't as black and white uh, Connie Yates says Hi, Connie. hello Connie she says uh, never try and work out what you're going to do or be if you try and fit yourself into a category before you've finished forming as a person you're going to be doing yourself a massive disservice Ooh, she said I've made decisions in my 30s that teenage or 20s me would not understand um, and then Dan March adds discover your passion by trying everything not yes. being afraid to fail in the trying yes which, um, so good it's so good. And then he also says, oh, and uh, read some biographies and of just successful people you admire because that can give you like good hints and tips. Yes. And India Rackerson says, what you want to do and how you want to feel are two very different things. And I think we get bogged down in what's going to look best or make us look amazing. But we don't stop and go, well, what's going to make me happy? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true as well. And there's also a YouTube video that Johnny Collisell posted, which is called uh, What If Money Was No Object by Alan Watts. And if you watch that speech, that's really 
good because I think as well you've got so many things you're like well I want money and I want stability and I want, but I also want a job that's got variety and I also want to be uh, creative uh, a lady called Caroline O'Donoghue said don't follow your dreams follow your curiosity oh, and, so good. and I think that leads into kind of a girl called Kate Hunter um Messaging. So she said, since graduating, she had six full-time jobs, three freelance or part-time jobs, lived in three different cities, moved house countless times, and it used to worry her so much that everyone else seemed to know what they were going to do and that she didn't. And she kept asking advice from sensible people who were being like, don't panic, but she found it really difficult to not panic. And then suddenly she realised she needed to stop worrying and start concentrating on now and the fact that actually if she looks back on her life... She's going to look back on her life and say things like, I've had these six jobs in all these different careers. I've lived in these cities. I've done all these different things. And that that actually makes up just as much a very rich life as someone who has stayed in the same career for their whole adulthood. I think on like a practical level, yeah, just take anything, yes. take any job right now. Hopefully it will pay you. doesn't matter if it doesn't. Take something that sounds interesting. Don't then put yourself in your in your head of being like, I don't want to be doing this in ten years. Like you won't. You probably won't be doing it in a week. Yeah. Just like just saddle up for this internship or this work experience. Yeah. Stay there for a couple of months. Yeah. See what it's like. Quite, I remember when I was younger, there was a lot of talk around. Um, but how will I uh, move into that if I've already? What if I get stuck into it? And you won't get that, stuck. That doesn't really exist. You can move. Don't panic about that. So literally, just take any job, which is what my mum used to say to me, and I would be like. And like, just go and work in the bakers. They all open doors. It, so let's say you really don't want to be a baker. Sure, the door that is opening is quite a small one, but you will be getting paid in the, in the bakers. That right, and which the house. Time is money, which gives you a little bit more time to kind of consider what you actually want to do. And you basically just go up and up and up, up. and always move forward. Take the next door that opens. Take the next thing, even if that's a bigger baker's. Yes. Moving to um, getting a job in the bakers in a city so you can live in the city and be close to where the Exactly. But I think you have to accept that you've only got a very little piece of the map. Yeah. And that is quite a hard thing once you've been through the education system for 18 years where you had the whole map out in front of you. Yes, you're being told exactly you're what told, to do. You're told, constantly shown every single piece of the map. And then you get to a point where there's no map whatsoever and you have to just have your tiny bit of it and be like, OK, not to worry that I don't know where I'm going to be in five years or one year or six months. Yeah. Where am I going to be this week? What do I think is interesting? What do I think is fun? follow that curiosity I'll go and do that yeah we'll just talk practical because that's kind of what you want to know at that point you want to know what can I do take your blanket of security that says like gonna be okay and you will find it and then here are the practical bits in terms of doing lots of jobs and jobs that maybe you don't like or you're not sure about or whatever so Sam Gray messaged in and said you know he's done jobs for years that he hasn't liked but when he finally found out what he wanted to do it was because he was talking to a lot of people and trying to find out what he liked and what he was good at Mm. and eventually someone told someone else about what he was good at and he was like oh yeah I am good at that he couldn't see the wood for for the trees so like when I was younger I became a journalist because everyone told me I was good at writing yes everyone was like you're good at writing so I was like well I'll I'll do that and that's a job actually turns out writing can be lots of different things and now I've found that maybe I also like performing and maybe I also like talking in your ears hello everyone Um, but there's lots of different things (laughs) that I yeah and I think you won't know what you're good at as well you might be looking at your exam results you might be looking at and be like oh god I'm crap at everything and you're not there'll be something that you've been doing extra 
extracurricular wise, maybe just a bit in a, in a lesson, maybe a bit at uni. And you'll realise uh, at some point that actually that was the thing that you wanted to do all along and you have been doing it. You just yes. haven't noticed. Because it's fun. So you don't fun, imagine yeah. it to be a chore or a difficult thing. It's something you naturally like to do. Yeah. And open yourself up to people around you telling you oh that you love to draw or you love to do this or you're so organized or something that is not a tricky thing for you um if you find that like you just do stuff for fun by yourself my thing was when I was little I used to like cut up magazines my mum's magazines and make other magazines that might be something that you've been doing since you're a kid that's not obvious otherwise you would know but that maybe is the key to maybe not doing exactly that but it gives you a little example of what you might enjoy doing as a job you know Claudia Conway a regular listener and she says look at what your role is in your friendship group are you the organizer are you the one who makes everyone laugh are you kind of someone who really like observes basically from that little very broad starting point you can start to work out maybe what your skill set is because yes. you're, you're naturally doing that on a social level anyway. Yes, great. That's quite a cool, a cool way to approach it. So now it's time for our productivity hack, brought to you by our excellent friends at Red Bull, who have tons of advice online. So if you Google Red Bull productivity to get tips on how to turn your everyday from like, ah, to, oh, I'm so productive right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so today it's hacks to make you a better worker, which is actually something I really need. I think everyone could do with tweaking their work routine. Tip number one. Oh, I love it because it's all about emails. So Nick Pigeon, a positive psychologist, yes please, and global success coach. Wonderful. Advised us to do one of three things. This is when you look at your emails and you go, am I going to deal with it? Am I going to delegate it? Or am I going to delete it? So powerful. Mm. You don't just open it and read it and then say the answer out loud, which is what I do. <laughs> you do it <laughs> I do it all the time. Someone's like, can you do this? And I say, yes, to my phone. And then obviously that's the end of that because you will forget. So every time we have one, am I going to deal with it, delete it or delegate? Uh, tip number two is focus on three projects at a time. So you always prioritise your top three things and focus on them first. rather than Yeah, rather than looking at your to-do list, which has got 25 things on it, freaking out and like doing the one that you know is the kind of least important, but it's the easiest. So this kind of allows you to, you go, okay, time management, which is the one that needs to be done now if I'm honest with myself, even if I don't want to do it. And you allocate time for each task, set reminders on your phone to keep you on track. So... Sort of like in, in exams when, when you had those like questions and you're like, OK, I've got three questions and I've got three hours to do them. So um, I should have finished this first question by 1 p.m. And then I should have finished the second one by 2 p.m. So that don't spend do that. all your time on the multiple choice that is worth four points and forget the extended essay for 35 points. Perfect. Yes. yes. So big thanks to Red Bull for those fabulously top tips and check out the site for even more great advice and next week's podcast will be actually hosted at the actual Red Bull Studios where we'll be recording the podcast live in front of an audience and the whole thing will be streamed on Facebook Live on the Debrief Facebook page if anything I'm too nervous I'm really nervous like what what am I going to wear a ball gown I'm going to wear a ball gown Tessa's going to wear a wedding dress so make sure that you tune in at 6pm next Monday 11th of September to see our faces do a podcast. And the topic of the podcast is going to be about how to be more productive, which we can all do with learning more about, especially me. And me. So please join us. And thank you very much, Red Bull. Now let's go back to our figuring out what to do with your life tip. 
I got a lovely message from um, the author Natla Seema. Um, she does book readings for uh, teenagers at the moment. And she said she always tells them that failure is important. But then she says, talent gets nowhere without persistence. So the word talent kind of separates people into, well, you're special and not special. So then yes. if you feel like you don't have a talent, you're like, well, I'm ordinary. I'm one of the ordinary people. But actually, the people who you think are talented have worked incredibly hard. And that's like a very nice thing to be like, cool, okay, um, I can get there too. Once you've figured out what that is, you can get there, just like everyone else, which I think is, is very, very nice. Yes, I think it's that quote they always sort of told you at school that like success is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Yeah. And, and you just time, don't listen to it. You're like, like, boring. Nah. I'm going to play on the adventure playground or wherever you were. <laughs> well, we know where you were. <laughs> I'm busy on the swings, excuse me. But I think, and you're like, no, I'm very clever. Uh, I won't need that 99%, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll just have a brilliant brainwave one day in the bath. Nope, turns out everyone has to do it. Everyone it has, has to do it. it. Domini Heald says something, which we've covered on a previous podcast. I think it was the Fear podcast, but... Um, which is, it sounds obvious, but if there's something that you're obsessed with or you're daydreaming about, even if it doesn't seem like a conventional career, you will really regret it if you don't at least give it a good shot before it's too late. If there is something that you're like, oh yeah, but that's like a pipe dream. Yeah. Oh, this is my dream, obviously, but that's never going to happen. So yeah, exactly. Give it a go. Exactly. No, what are you possibly losing out? So say if you, you think that you'd really like, like to go into something like marketing or PR or creating content or something like that, and uh, you, you might have like obvious ideas of what that job would be. Actually, there's like a billion different jobs and all different sorts of companies that you will never have even heard of and you won't hear of until you get your foot in the door of somewhere vaguely in that vicinity, which is, like, again, going back to the try everything mantra. Like You might as well try because even if you don't like that, you will be in some ballpark where you might find something yes and possibly you're 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 using a certain name to describe what you think the job is but then actually when you start being there on the ground and you see what everyone's job is you're like oh i thought it was your job but actually it's your job which i don't even know the name of yeah i don't even know that was a thing but it's you that i like that's why internships at very big companies are often really good um, or work experience placements are often really good even if you're just like oh, I don't know I don't want to work there but like I kind of am interested in that sort of thing because they show you all the different departments you meet loads of different people who do loads of different jobs and you can be like oh my god I never knew I wanted to do that and I do and it's the coolest thing ever and basically building yourself as many doors as you can so you can start opening them um, oh that's good yeah build yourself a door give myself I, uh... goosebumps <laughs> I think I fancy myself <laughs> Is that I would, uh, yeah Great. I feel like we've gone off on a tangent and I started I'll it. I'll tell you about Sophie Dahl's autobiography then. Sophie, D- Sophie, Sophie Dahl. Dahl. Sophie Dahl. Oh, Rold's daughter. Ra- old, old Rald. Our friend Rald. Rold. What are you saying? I Rold. say Rold Dahl. Yeah, Ro- Ro- I'm not going to say it out loud. Rald Dahl. Rald Dahl. Um, famously writes in her autobiography come cookbook about being like 18 and in this stage of like, what am I doing with my life? And of course, she's in Paris, of course. Of course. Of course. And then she has this furious row with her mother who's like telling her she should, I don't know, inherit the family business of being an architect or an art gallery owner or whatever it is they do. Um, something fabulous. And then they had a furious row on the Dordogne and then she runs, I think Dordogne's in Germany, and then she runs away and then she cries in a doorway. And then whose doorway should it be but fashion designer Isabella Blow? Okay. Who comes home and is like, oh, what are you doing crying here? And then takes her upstairs and gives her some tea and says, darling, let's make you a model. You're like, it's an unhelpful story, isn't it? I mean, 
everything is clenched with yeah, sort right? of like disdain. Like, I have so many questions about the factual truth of that tale. I just don't And the chances of you running away and genuinely falling on the doorstep and crying. Yeah. Like if it happened to anyone else, you'd be invited in by a murderer. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. The chance of someone being like, I know what, looking one look at you and being like, it's this. You should do this. It's just... And everyone hopes that that's going to happen to them. You desperately want someone to fix it for you. Oh, my God. So badly. Yes. If you imagine someone coming up to you and clinging to you and be like, what do I do with my life? You'd, like, make a guess, but you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't confidently know for sure. No. However, it is helpful to not do it in a desperate way. Like Sam said earlier about maybe it is a good idea to ask your friends and ask your family, like quite openly just being like I don't, I'm really struggling with like what I want to do like yeah. is there anything that you've noticed I'm good at yes. what would you say that my like qualities are and that's one of those like, really lame things that people say in uh, like lectures about careers you're like yeah of course I'm going to be like hey can you please list my my top qualities but you have to say it in that voice and also people will help you like I asked my friend what I was good at and she said writing and I was like okay okay okay, okay, okay cool here I go bye yeah. um, moving into that um, I spoke to an expert called Lisa Phillips. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Who is the author of um, The Confidence Coach book and her website is amazingcoaching.co.uk. Her tips were, were basically really practical and, you know, you might... F- it's one of those things that's very, very simple, but I don't think I did this and I think it would have been really helpful if I'd have done this. Literally just write a massive list of all of the things that um, you remember from your childhood, uh, from you remember from school, that you remember liking that make you feel good that you enjoy and that you want to do more of a big bumper thing that when you look at it you can start to identify patterns and then if you're reading it back and you're like I mean none of that translates into a career you aren't looking hard enough because you act yes. like if it's like travel or that, there are literally jobs within the travel industry that you could go into that you go yeah but not that and you're like yes but gravitate towards it and then you'll find the thing you don't yes. have to like we were saying before you don't, you don't have to know it now obviously maybe your dream isn't to be a travel agent when you say travel but if you did some work as a travel agent then you may find in that travel sector oh actually but I kind of want to write for this travel magazine because there are so many or different really it jobs. turns out that you were saying travel but it turned out it was being an air stewardess and then Lovely. you were that for a bit but it turned out it actually was being a pilot like yeah. that you make you, planes you make and oh it turns out it's not even being a pilot it's making the planes yeah. then you want to be an engineer and then you want to be an astronaut like, you, you're you trying to name it but you don't have the words for it yet because you yeah. need to be in there because you, you don't know, know the words yeah. you don't know the words yet you've got to get in there and find the words yeah I was reminded of something that I think you said to me Tessa I reminded Prob- of something uh, probably very wise you said which was t- trying to turn that thing we said before about trying not to side glance and compare yourself to to friends who who are doing better but if you do get that feeling when you see someone else doing something that might mean that you want to do that as well rather than you just being like generally annoyed at how successful they are and that kind of can feel like a horrible jealous feeling but you can turn it into a positive and you can actually make it work for you yes and you're like got emotions are oddly like the best uh, a very good barometer of where of what direction you should be facing in um, yes that's so good and you, do, you don't have to start walking towards it or walking anywhere but you can just be like just make a little note in your head like well I I made a vomit noise when uh, Sharon said she has become a journalist so uh, I don't know why I use Sharon I could have used myself um, <laughs> and then just start asking everyone start but in terms of figuring out exactly what it is you've got to just start narrowing that down yes absolutely a final thing for me. Oh, please. In the last, like, however many years, I've had a bunch of different jobs. And in that first year after graduating, I did six different internships 
in six different industries, while also doing some absolutely banging face painting on the side. When I said you were very qualified, and you went, no. Yeah. I mean, again, you've just proven that, yes, uh, yeah. you've done internships in so many different places. Um, and then one of the last places I did that for before I started writing for a film website, one of my last internships was in scientific PR. And I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> It's in Manchester, and I was living in a hostel. And uh, I mean, where has this come from? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Great. I lived in Manchester. I lived in the hostel. Didn't have any God. friends. Went to my scientific PR job every day. Being like, who am I? <laughs> what do I do with my life? God. And uh, when I left there, they gave me a card, which I think they'd just gone and got the only card in WH Smith in the good luck section. Mm. But it happened to be this little sort of cartoon drawing of someone looking at a signpost, and it said it in one way direction and not it in the other and then the thing underneath just said go for it exclamation mark and it was the most generic like go for it like yeah. just good luck in your job card but it resonated with me so much it sits on my desk still now Aww. like they were really really lovely though. I had a nice time working there um, but it wasn't what I wanted to do and it really resonated with me because I hadn't found it but I did know that scientific PR was not it Oh, you're crossing things off. Just we haven't mentioned like, that. That's the great. The not it was a huge deal for me. And I remember my mum being like, you know, we were really, it felt like we were really getting somewhere because at least we knew it, not it. Yeah. Like, and that felt like a huge step forward to be like, we could cross off, we could close some doors. And that almost felt as powerful and as something, as much to hold on to as opening doors. Yeah, because once close, you open, you have to then start narrowing, narrowing down. down. And yeah. it just felt like all that like inf- limitless, infinite choice had started to narrow itself into a tunnel. And that felt amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, not it. You will probably continue to add to that list throughout your life. And isn't that exciting yeah, that you can? I can see because it going, you, not it. You can look yeah. back and be like, oh, I worked in scientific PR, I worked in this, I did this, this I did yeah, this. Exactly. And you found out that it's not. And then that will help you on your journey to, to it. But not the film it. No, uh, don't, don't watch that. Don't, don't watch the original, don't watch the remake. It won't don't help it. you with your career. Will, you are not in a good place. <laughs> no one is ever in good enough a place to watch it. <laughs> it's God. such a scary film. Dreadful. Awful film. Um, Great. Um, yeah, and so, also I think that thing about it, you maybe never find it. Like, rather than it being like this great nirvana that we're working to. Of course. I think it's just like the journey going somewhere in that direction is quite fun. Yeah. Like, even, you know, don't... Well, everyone I know... There won't be a point where you're like, yes, but and finally it, I have reached my, my career thing, peak. You know, well, because humans are not built for that. We no. are built to keep striving. That is why we are in this mess as humanity. Like, we won't stop. We're, we're always yeah, looking we keep, for the we'll next thing. We'll always keep going. That's why people cheat. That's why people, like, um, are never happy. That's why... So don't ever think they'll be like, oh, when I've got this, then I will be happy. Yeah, when of course. When this, then that. It's like, it's never going to happen. Because I know people who have reached what they want to do. And of course, they love the high points. But then there are always always low points in every single job so like you you're not aiming for complete eternal bliss you're aiming for a job that makes you excited more than it doesn't and makes you feel like i, I want to get up in the morning like actually i'm kind of looking forward to working on that thing yeah that's kind of what you're working towards rather than like oh yeah you know yeah absolutely make a list have a think spend some time on yourself look at what you do within your friendship groups Take that pressure off. Take the pressure off. Start saying Do yes not to everything. To find it out. Do not expect to find it immediately. Yeah. Or today or in the next couple. And, you know, just all you can do is take one step forward. Do work experience. And if obviously you can't afford, because I couldn't afford it, get a crappy job in the nighttime and it will do work experience in the daytime. You'll be knackered, but you'll start crossing yes, things off that list. Yes, there will be people who don't have to do that. And yes, you'll hate them, but... I still hate them. Yep. Absolutely. And that hate is no good to you. No, it's not. No, just like... It's eating me like a canker. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can can just just accept they're like sure we're all on the escalator and sometimes it's an escalator and sometimes it's the stairs sometimes it's on fire and sometimes people are, people's legs are tied together at the bottom and it's quite hard for them to climb Good and some people are just like being carried up there then by some balloons but if you just keep putting one foot in front of another you get up there you'll get somewhere you'll get somewhere and I, I yeah. can't tell you where but it'll be somewhere yeah. different from where you are now don't get into your like oh I can't do this because everyone else is you know it's no good to you yes it's going to be harder yeah. saddle up for the journey but it's a lot of fun it's loads of fun out here come on in come, come on in yeah <laughs> the water's in. sort of fine I think <laughs> the water's not as cold as you imagine if you keep kicking your legs <laughs> that's literally what life is We've. I think we'll have to stop doing the podcast that's the best metaphor or whatever analogy that any of us have ever done um, goodbye and have a lovely week thank you so much for having us tune in next week if you can yeah, life. to see our faces have a giving it a good go <laughs> can you imagine if we both just turn up in like Halloween masks if you have any how to figure out your life tips tweet us at Stevie M the S is a five at Tessa Coates all the letters are letters and drop us an email podcast at the debrief.co.uk and by Jove have a <laughs> lovely time this week oh by Jove yeah have a lovely time and see you next time bye, bye.